Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome into Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. Nathan Zagura, Jason Gibbs, good with you here Hi. today. Bo Bishop will be back tomorrow. The Browns returning to the practice field today, but they will do so without starting quarterback Deshaun Watson as the so- shoulder issue continues. He continues to work, to rehab, to try to get back for the Cleveland Browns, but they will open this week of practice taking on the best team in the NFL. Not even arguably, don't say it, the best team in the NFL. I came across this stat in my preparation day, Gibbe. Tell me if you like this one. The 49ers have trailed for exactly 1 minute and 45 seconds this entire season. That is the third fewest after five games in four decades the other four teams in that top five over the last four decades all made the Super Bowl. Three of them won the Super Bowl. So this 49ers team, number one scoring defense, number two scoring offense, number one in point differential. They would be tough no matter who is on the field. For the Browns today, we know they will not have Deshaun Watson. They will not have Miles Garrett. They will not have Joel Batonio. They will not have David Njoku at practice today. Now, with Petonio, we know that there was something that happened over the bye week um, there, and we'll see if he can be back. I think with David Njoku, Miles Garrett's probably just rest since both of them practiced on Monday. So that would be my my guess. Kev, I believe. Yep. Uh, all right, we got Kevin Stefanski at the podium to tell us all the latest on the Browns. Okay. Awesome opportunity, uh, undefeated team coming to our place. Uh, everybody knows this is a very, very talented football team, very well coached. I know a bunch of their coaches. I, I know it's a sound scheme. Uh, and then good players. Uh, so they're undefeated. Uh, you watch them play in their games. It's a, it's a, a really uh, – difficult challenge in, in a bunch of different areas I think offensively uh, what, what coach Shanahan and, and that crew is doing and they're running it well they're throwing it well uh, they have players that, that can uh, touch it and go uh, they do a great job with rack uh, they run it well always um, well schemed up ton of shifts and motions uh, in their offense defensively coach Wilkes I have a ton of respect for uh, what he's been able to do uh, blending in his defense into what they've done previously there under Coach Sala, um, under D'Amico. Um, it's, it's a really good uh, scheme. It's very similar to how we play. Um, you're going to see their defensive line get off the ball, very similar to ours. Uh, that defensive line is talented, uh, speed all over the field, um, physical, good, good, good football team, good, good defense. And then special teams uh, really do a nice job. Uh, a returner that's difficult to get on the ground. Um, they're sound in what they do. Uh, so we got to have a great week of practice, but it's an awesome opportunity for us, undefeated team uh, down at our place, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, on Deshaun, he's not going to practice today. Um, he continues to be day-to-day with this injury, and we'll continue to treat it. And uh, that's really – I'm not going to have updates past uh, today. 
but with that, I'll take any questions. Kevin, after the Baltimore game, you said you, you expected him to be ready for San Francisco. Has something changed uh, since then with the injury? Yeah, I think with injuries, Jake, as, as you can imagine, you just have to treat each one uh, specifically. And, and with this one, we're, that's what we're doing. So just taking in information from our medical staff, from Deshaun, and, and making sure that we're making the right decisions with everything. How does, this, how does it change then how you uh, pro, you know, prepare your, your, other, your other quarterback? I mean, I think that's kind of what we do with, with your backups at every position. They have to be ready to play. I think we've talked about this a lot with a backup quarterback. Sometimes you, you know you're playing early in the week. Sometimes it's the third play of the fourth quarter that you're going in there. So you always have to stay ready. Uh, I will tell you for this week, PJ is going to be the backup quarterback. Deshaun not being out there. Kevin, how much was Deshaun able to do Monday? I mean, he threw inside, right? Like he was able to throw close to normal yeah again just it's all part of the the rehab process with his injury um he's working extremely hard uh you know he's working around the clock and and we're just going to continue to take it day by day what went into the decision to elevate pj just felt like it was the right decision for the team tony uh, i think pj's been here now uh for a, a month plus uh, getting a better understanding of, of what we do but just felt like it was the right decision for the team Kevin, will you uh, put together two separate uh, game plans? One, if Deshaun is available. One, if you have to go to PJ. Yeah, I think that's kind of – it's our job every week knowing who is available, who might be available, and put a plan together. Uh, you also have to be uh, cognizant of the rest of the team. And, and if you have – sometimes if you have two or three game plans, that's too much to ask of the entire team. Uh, but there's ways to do it. There's ways to pivot both in-game and, and during the week. Will this be a game time decision for Deshaun? We'll see how the week goes. I'm really focusing on today. How about uh, Joe Batario? He's got that knee. Can you give us a progress report? Yeah, day to day, uh, doing better. So we'll, we'll see how he goes uh, throughout this week. You said after Baltimore, uh, you, you could have done on, on your guys' end a little bit. You could put Dorian in better spots. Uh, if it has to be PJ, what can you guys do to, to help him out? Yeah, I, I think with any. Uh, player that's in there uh, we want to make sure that we give them the best chance to succeed so with your quarterback you're always trying to get them easy completions get them in a rhythm all those type of things but that's something that we work real hard during the week and, and make sure that uh, we're giving our quarterbacks stuff that they're comfortable with and, and I've told you guys before there's so many plays you can run but you just want to run plays that your quarterbacks are comfortable with a healthy run game do for the backup quarterback as you guys know uh we want to run the ball way more efficiently than we have the last couple of times out. Uh, there's reasons for it and all those type of things, and, and we, we know that we have to be better. Is there? What was DTR's response to when you told him that PJ was going to be back up? Yeah, Dorian's a young player, very excited for his about his future. Uh, he's a he's a young player, but he's he's a great teammate. Uh, so he, he's going to support uh, who's ever in there, and he's got to be ready to play, as you guys know. You got to always stay ready. Is there any concern that the shoulder injury could linger? For Deshaun throughout the season, and then could it be could it be get worse if he takes a certain hit on it in the game? Is that factoring in, in into the decisions for him not to practice and potentially play? Honestly, more so just day to day, how he's feeling today, how the injury is coming along, how they're rehabbing it. It's not I'm not thinking past uh, today. Do you think uh, Walker's NFL experience is a comforting factor for the rest of the team? Yeah, I think with a a a veteran 
uh, he, he's played in some games. He's won some games. Uh, obviously, PJ's not 40, but he's played in some games. He, he's been around a little bit. Uh, he's played in different systems. So uh, he's getting comfortable with what we do here. He's, he's got a, a great demeanor, great way about him. He fits in well with the team. Uh, but really, just if PJ does end up playing, you're just looking for him to, to be the best version of himself. What is it about PJ's game that you think is the best fit with this team? Yeah, a talented player. Uh, I think a lot of coaches remember when PJ was coming out of Temple, Cherry and White, Jeff. Um, you know, a very a- athletic player, strong arm, can can throw it to all areas of the field. Very intelligent. Uh, so he's fitting well with us. We'll see. Yeah, working through all those things. You said before that perhaps the Ravens game, it's not a pain tolerance thing with Deshaun. So I guess what's keeping him from being able to play? Yeah, I would say. Uh, any injury, uh, don't care if it's ankle, knee, shoulder, uh, you have to be able to do your job and you have to be able to fun- uh, you know, function and, and be able to do all the things that are asked of you to play your position. So that's really what it is, making sure that c- he continues to rehab and, and get to a place where he's able to do his job at a high level. He's not throwing like he wants to throw it? Yeah, I mean, meaning, you know, with a quarterback, when you're dealing with this type of injury, you want to make sure that they have able to drive the football, make all the throws, those type of things. Did practice Monday, but you said that we threw inside. Mm-hmm. Will that be the case again today? Will he be throwing He'll be inside? rehabbing today. Uh, there may be some throwing part of that, but it's, it's rehab. Um, this would be a big challenge for you coaches with a healthy issue. 49 everything you see. How much more of a challenge is it to break in another quarterback? Yeah, I think you have to embrace opportunities. You have to embrace these challenges. Uh, our, our players love the idea of playing a great team. Uh, we, we love going up against good coaches. I, I know a ton of their coaches. I know how good they are. Uh, so it's exciting. I mean, you get to watch them on tape. You, you see what makes them good. It's, it's good scheme with good players. Uh, so all of our players, all of our coaches uh, embrace that challenge. Where's Miles with his foot injury? Is giving him the, the day off today more precautionary? Precautionary. <clears throat> How might the, the quarterback injury situation affect your guys' willingness to involve the quarterback in the run game? It, it really just depends on what the game plan calls for. Whatever you need to do to you know, move the football, find a way to win, uh, those will always do that. And you said that uh, before the Baltimore game, he would wear some sort of Deshaun, they wear some sort of protection on that shoulder. Well, how would that, would that just pad I don't that recall route? that, Jeff, saying that. Um, I'm not sure. Not sure. Okay, with uh, obviously, you know, the birds and then he played right away. So this thing is keeping him from practice. Like, is that gonna? Could that keep him out Sunday again? Yeah, it's a serious injury, as you guys know. Um, so he, he's working through it. He's not ready yet to participate in practice. Uh, we'll see how this goes over the next couple of days. Good. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski at the podium there. As you heard, Deshaun Watson continues to rehab that shoulder. Uh, P.J. Walker will be the Browns starter this week if you can, if Deshaun Watson is unable to go. And so for the Cleveland Browns, a daunting task gets more daunting because right now you'd have to assume, and again, we don't know day-to-day, but unless you get Deshaun Watson out there tomorrow, Friday at the latest, he's not playing. And so you're going to put your game in the hands of 
of P.J. Walker, who is certainly more equipped, you know, than a young Dorian Thompson Robinson, I think, given just his experience in the NFL. He has started seven games. He is four and three as a starter. Last year went two and three as the starter in Carolina uh, for his career. 57% completions, five touchdowns, 11 picks, quarterback rating of 63.9, although last year was his best. 60% completions, three touchdowns, three picks, quarterback rating of 78. That was in fact, a career high and then running not much as a runner, just 39 yards rushing last year, 50 for his career. So P.J. Walker has won games in the NFL. He's won four of them. He's only lost three. This is going to be obviously a tall task for anybody uh, against in under any circumstances were they to go ahead and start this game for the Cleveland Browns. That's just how good the 49ers have been this year. They're elite on both sides of the ball. They've got all pros and pro bowlers everywhere. This is a very, very tough, tough football team to deal with. P.J. Walker did start or did not start but came in last year uh, against the 49ers in relief through five passes, uh, through six passes, completed five of them for 60 yards. He was sacked twice in that game. So limited experience against the 49ers last year coming in in a blowout 37 to 15 loss for the Carolina Panthers, a game that was started by our former quarterback Baker Mayfield, now the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Bucks. So here we are, Gibbe. It, it I got to tell you this one it's puzzling that this is where we are. It is a very puzzling situation and I know we got doctors all over the world on Twitter, keyboard doctors, at-home doctors, actual doctors weighing in on this that have not examined Deshaun Watson, personally, he was cleared to play, obviously, as we know, medically cleared to play against the Ravens, felt that functionally he could not. It certainly felt like, if you go back and listen to Andrew Barry's press conference from last Wednesday, that they expected Deshaun Watson to be playing this week, I think. And you go back to last Sunday, everybody expected Deshaun Watson to be playing. Doran Thompson-Robinson was interviewed at his locker today and said, I didn't know until 10.30 a.m. on Sunday that I was playing. So... All the people thought this was some bruise. It was not. This was they were. We told you this. All, I told you this last week and all over the bye week and leading up to that game. They expected Deshaun Watson to play. So the fact that we're here now and he's still not practicing is puzzling on some level. I know that Deshaun Watson. Look, if Deshaun Watson felt like he could play and do his job, he would play. I don't think there's anybody that could question the fact that this is a guy who's played with, you know, a rib injury. He played with a bruised lung. He drove in a car 12 hours to Jacksonville to play for the Houston Texans. It's his throwing shoulder. And we unfortunately have recent history with the quarterback with a bum throwing shoulder and how much that impacted him. And so if it takes more time to get it right, it takes more time to get it right. It does feel like a puzzling situation, but at the same time, we've got 13 games to go. No bye week. This game... You were in favor to win no matter who's playing. Now you're going to go out there and you're going to try to steal one. Maybe it forces causes 49ers who've won 15 straight regular season games to overlook the Browns a little bit. Maybe that happens and, and you can steal one. Anybody can steal one, right? Like it doesn't any given Sunday, anything can happen. This was going to be a tough one. I go back to that Steelers game. Had you just taken care of business against the Steelers, you're three and one right now, two and one in the division, knowing, hey, even if we don't have Deshaun, who's 2-1 and one as a starter this year, by the way, even if we don't, with two blowout wins of more than 20 points, even if we don't have him, 
and we lose this game, which means we would have been three and zero with Deshaun, feeling really good about ourselves, two and one in the division, three and one, lose this game. You know, you're three and two, tied with. The, uh, that's the best that you've got in this division. In fact, you'd only be tied with the Ravens because you'd have beaten the Steelers. They'd be back at two and three, but you didn't. And that game right now looms really large. It looms really large in the overall feeling of what's going on here because this is a team that is staring two and three in the face. We really haven't had to go anywhere yet. We've been at home. We're about to have to go on the road and have a season. Now, the schedule does get easier. But this is a it is a daunting situation to be in right now for the Cleveland Browns. And it feels very much like an unexpected situation that the Cleveland Browns find themselves in. The way that everything went down against the Baltimore Ravens kind of sealed the fact that that was not going to be a win. And, in fact, you lose 28-3, worst loss of the season. This 49ers team, folks... They've won 15 straight regular season games. They've scored 30 points in eight straight games. 30. They are the number two scoring offense, only because of Miami. They are the number one scoring defense. Their point differential through five games is plus 99. They are averaging winning by 20 points a game. They're the best team in the league. So this was going to be a hard, hard road no matter what. Nobody's playing better than the San Francisco 49ers. Gibbe. That being said... <clears throat> Look at me being the positivity guy. You've had two weeks to prepare to put something in place. You clearly are are making the announcement today that you've got your you have your you have your backups ready to go here in yes. the event that Deshaun can't go. So you've got four days to get a game plan together. It might, it's probably going to involve multiple game plans. It's going to involve multiple plans and multiple <laughs> late-night sessions probably to get everybody up on the same page and get everybody going. That being said, it's been done. Of course, anything can happen. Listen, we lost a game to the Steelers we had no business losing because def- their defense scored two touchdowns off of our offense's turnovers. This Our defense can do that. Brock Purdy has not thrown an interception yet. He will at some point. He threw four in his first five games. He's thrown zero this season. This is a game where you're going to need it all. You're going to need maybe a big punt return. You're going to need a defensive touchdown. You're going to need a positive you game script. You have to script. play a complete game. And you gotta play a, you got to play a competitive game because if you fall behind 21-3 to three or anything like that and they know they can pin their ears back and you got P.J. Walker back there, it's going to be tough. Not that P.J. Walker can't do it. He can. He's, he's won more games than he's lost as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. So this is his opportunity on a big, big stage against the best at the Boy, that does something for your career, I would imagine. So those are the stakes right now for P.J. Walker. Those are the stakes, obviously, for the Cleveland Browns. This is a team that right now really needs to get a win. And again, you go back to if you're three and two, you're fine. Going to Indiana, feeling like no matter what, even if we're three and two, we got a chance to go ahead, get to four and two, even if you lost the last two games. But that's not the case. The only way to get three and two is to beat the team that has not lost, the San Francisco 49ers. It is going to be tough. I am very, again, at what is But injuries are tough. And it's an injury to his throwing shoulder. If this is his left shoulder, he's playing. It's an injury to his throwing shoulder. And to play quarterback effectively in the National Football League, you've got to be able to throw the ball. You've got to be able to drive the ball. You've got to be able to throw it into tight windows. You've got to be able to do all of those things, throw from the far hash, all of it, stretch the field. 
And if he doesn't feel like he can do that, then he can't do it. And then there, that's for the Browns, they need to go elsewhere, a quarterback, and that's what it looks like now. P.J. Walker likely to be your starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns as of today. Now that can change tomorrow. The day that he comes back to practice and throws it and feels good, he's back to being your starter. So tomorrow we could go that. But I think as of today, I think the Browns need to approach it as though P.J. Walker is starting. I think we all need to kind of get our mentals around the fact that that's where it feels like it's headed. And it's okay. I'd much rather have Deshaun Watson come back at 100% because we still have 12 games going. Even if we're 2-3, and three, it's not over. What does that mean if we're 2-3? and three? It means we probably got to go 8-4 and four the rest of the way. Two wins for every loss. Well, Deshaun Watson, two and one as a starter. Two wins for every loss. That's what it's going to take. You're going to have to be an eight and four football team after starting two and three. You got to, you're going to have to be ten and seven, I think, to get into the playoffs. And they can do it. Absolutely, they, they can, can do it. 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 You're going to have to, but we got to get this thing going right now. And this is this is a team that has no chill. This is a team that has no weakness. Literally none. Yeah, we'll get to that in about twenty minutes. They've got it all. All. They have it all. Stars at all three levels on defense. Stars at every possible position group on offense. I mean, they're the only team in the league, I know this for a fact, that has an all for guy, someone who's been a first-team all-pro at running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Oh, and left tackle, because Trent Williams has done that four times. So they're the, that's it. That's the end of the list in the National Football League of teams that have that. 49ers. They're, they're dominant. They are dominant. And, and it sounds like the Browns are going to be, as many teams are, going into week six as we're seeing Justin Jefferson going on IR, Devin Achan going on IR. We're seeing the quarterback in Indianapolis, Anthony Richardson, going on IR. Teams are getting beaten up, but you got to go play the game. And so for the Browns, it, it, look, it could be the, the P.J. Walker show against the San Francisco They got to come to us. They got to play three hours earlier than they're used to playing. It's 10 a.m. their time. Look at you. Come Look on. at you. Who is that? Come Who on. Are I'm you? trying to bring you back. I'm what? trying to bring You're, you back. I'm yeah. here. I'm right here. I am still lamenting what happened against the Pittsburgh Steelers. An inexcusable loss. That was a terrible, terrible okay. loss. Okay. Well, and that's put you in a bad spot. About it. No. Can't do anything about it. That's, the, that's what the record is. Good news. When it comes to AFC tiebreakers, this game Sunday has nothing to do with it. This is also true. But we get like, you can win any game. With our defense, yes. we can win any game. Period. There, there are 15 teams in the NFL that are either 3-2 and two or 2-3. Two and Parity. You're right there. It's early. No, you're right there. You got plenty of games left. Even worst case scenario, you're a game back. And you have a great defense going up against a guy that, yeah, okay, he hasn't lost a start. But I don't know if they've gone up against a pass rush like the one we're going to provide. Worst case scenario, you're still a game out, and you get to play the Ravens and the Steelers again. And the Bengals. And the play, Bengals. You get to play your whole division one more yeah. time. So it, it it's very much still in the Browns' hands. This is just a tough three-week period because, you know, you thought he was playing on a Sunday. Then you have the bye week, and you're like, okay, well, definitely we'll be back rolling. And then it's no practice Monday, no practice today. P.J. Walker. So here we go. All right. Maybe we'll take a break. Let's catch our breath. Coming up on today's show for the Cleveland Browns, we're going to go ahead and meet the 49ers. I mean, who in the uh, 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 <laughs> Want to buy a vowel? Go ahead and look at the rundown. Go ahead and look at it. Meet the 49ers. Go ahead and look at it. Go ahead and read it. 
Coon Browns Day will be broadcasting live from the Buffalo Wild Wings and Mentor next Tuesday, October the 17th from 1 to 3 p.m. Special guest Reggie Langhorn will sign autographs on site from 2 to 3. Visit the Cleveland Browns Facebook page to learn more. When we come back, we'll try to figure out who the head coach of the 49ers is. Uno's going to be doing Somebody some on our team is going to uh, try to figure that out. find on this one. I mean, goodness gracious. You can't just copy and paste everything. If you do that, you got to double check everything. Everything. We'll be back with more Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Pet Supplies Plus giving you the chance to win tickets to home games all season long while providing the best deals for your pet at over 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter to win at clevelandbrowns.com slash Pet Supplies Plus and receive a coupon to use at your local store with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus, proud partner of the Cleveland Browns. All right, our hot topics of the day presented by Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of the Cleveland Browns. First and foremost, Sean Watson not practicing at quarterback today. You're starting quarterback for the Browns. As of right now, and in the event that Deshaun Watson is unable to go against San Francisco 49ers, that will be P.J. Walker. He has seven career starts, four and three record as a starter in the NFL. Last year started five games in Carolina, going two and three. Joel Batonio, still day-to-day. We'll see if the Browns can get him back, as you're going to need him against this interior of the defensive line for the San Francisco 49ers. So that's where we're at. We'll get their injury report later this afternoon. Yeah, it's weird. West Coast stuff, like you don't get stuff till like 5 or 6 o'clock. Well, yeah, because they're, the, they're on the West Coast. Um, Najoku will not practice today, obviously. Yep. Uh, Miles will not practice today either, but Miles was walking around the locker room without a boot on. He came in from outside. And he practiced on Monday. Yeah. So it could be that I think it's just a vet day off there. And knowing what Najoku went through, a week and a half ago, something tells me it's going to take a lot more than that for him to not be on the field on Sunday. So, yeah, like I, I mean, obviously the questions right now are are, are Watson, Betonio, who now is not practicing, did not practice no. on Monday. Um, the good news is it sounds like Posick's back. Yep, you're going to need him. Yep. Um. Defensively, you're healthy, and we just kind of wait and see. Now we're on QB watch. I know, which is where you don't want to be, and hopefully you can get some clarity here in the next couple of days that say to you, okay, yes, he's going, or no, he is not going. And then the Browns will be able to make you know adjustments accordingly because you cannot be caught in the situation that you were caught in last week. That, that for the Cleveland Browns, that is a situation that is untenable. 
Last week you had, you know, Deshaun Watson getting a lot of the work, certainly in the walkthroughs, everything leading up to the game because the expectation was that he was going to play. And so this week, you know, you got to go. Deshaun Watson, you feel good. If he plays, you know what you're going to get. That's Deshaun Watson coming off the best game he's had as a Cleveland Brown. But you've got to get, I think, you got to get P.J. Walker every opportunity to be ready to start this game, give him every possible rep until Deshaun Watson is back. Once Deshaun Watson's back, he gets all the reps. But you're just in a tough spot, I think, right now as a team due to you know this situation. It's quarterback league, period. End of story. Most important position in all of professional sports. Some teams, <laughs> the 49ers, have been very lucky to throw a unheralded guy in there, and he's just off to the best start of his career. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever won 10 starts in a row to start their career, except for Brock Purdy. Nobody else has done it. He has a chance now to become one of six quarterbacks in NFL history to have a streak of 11 wins or more in their at any point in their first or second seasons. The record is 15, Ben Roethlisberger, 2004-2005. Yeah. But And, again, we'll get into the Niners here in just a few minutes, but it's as much as coaching as it is anything else. Well, Kyle's very good as I yep. talk to some people around the league, and what he does is he kind of has everything be positionless. He can have wide receivers playing tight end, wide receivers playing running back, tight ends playing wide receiver, fullbacks playing tailback, fullback, tight end, wide receiver, wide receivers playing running back. He, they, they're almost positionless. They're all about the same size, six foot, 215 pounds. They all can run, and they can all make people miss. And so they are a very difficult team to deal with, hence them being 5-0, and hence them being, you know, dominant in basically every single category that there is to be dominant in this year. That's what the 49ers are. We're going to meet them. We're going to get more into it. But here are their games so far. Steelers 30-7 to in Pittsburgh. Rams 30-23. to That was the closest game they played all year. New York Giants 30-12. to Giants suck. Arizona 35-16 the week after they had just beaten the Cowboys and then a 42-10 beating of the Dallas Cowboys. And then they go at Browns, at Minnesota, home for the Bengals, and then their bye week. Hmm. They get the Baltimore Ravens on Christmas Day That'll be in fun. San Francisco. In case you're wondering about the rest of the division. It's actually San Jose. That's right. Santa Clara, San Jose. I think we fly into San Jose when we go there. Uno, you had an error in the rundown. Yeah, Uno, back to your, you're, back to you're your in thing. silence. You're, you're on probation right now. Are you trying to Ron Burgundy me, Uno? <laughs> Almost. No, Almost I saw that right. Didn't, I didn't, not even close. I saw it. Was, what what, what, what the world is like, this? Hey, Gibbs, I was going to tell you about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, we're going to meet the 49ers <laughs> because that's who's coming to town. Just like Cleveland hey, Browns Daily. Hey, the page. Let's go. Cleveland Browns Daily's coming to town. That's right. If you're in Mentor, we'll be broadcasting live from the Buffalo Wild Wings in Mentor next Tuesday, October the 17th from 1 to 3 p.m. Special guest Reggie Langhorn will sign autographs on site from 2 to 3. Visit the Cleveland Browns Facebook page to learn more. When we come back, we will meet the San Francisco 49ers. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, a sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
For a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of the Cleveland Browns. Time now to meet the 49ers. Their head coach is? I believe the name is Kyle Shanahan. That's right, the great Kyle Shanahan, who is 57-46 and 46 in his seventh year, one-time NFC champion. He's been to the NFC Championship game as well last year, as a matter of fact. Series record, the Browns lead 12-8, to Niners 2-7 and seven in Cleveland. Last meeting, the 49ers won 31-3 to three on a Monday night football game, October the 7th, 2019, in Santa Clara. Matt Breida, 83 yards on the opening. I think it was their opening offensive play of that game, and they did not look back. They did not. No, no, they did not back at all. Um, league rankings, where are they? They are third overall on offense, third rushing, eighth passing. They are number three in total yards per game. By the way, that's four hundred and two point six. They're averaging six point three yards per play. They are scoring thirty three point four points per game, which is second in the NFL. Their defense is third overall, second in rushing, twelfth passing, but. They are the number one scoring defense in the NFL, giving up just 13.6 points per game. I feel like those are important things to have in this rankings. I just fortunately have it in the old noodle here for Uno. Nonetheless, turnover differential. You call out everything today? Uh, yeah, I'm not happy. Turnover differential. Rub some dirt on it. I have. I'm here. I'm here. Turnover differential You're for them. Taking a shot at our guy now? Plus seven. Who? At Uno? No. You said you're here. You taking a shot at the other one? No, absolutely not. He should be oh. good for him. Oh, I, I would, think he was taking a shot. I would no. You, that's what you guys do when I'm not here. You take shot. You, well, not Bo. You take shots at me. I don't. No shots at Bo. I, I'm envious of his current situation. I would. I would trade in a second. As a matter of fact, <laughs> uh, the Browns, when it comes to turnover battle, they're minus seven. So you think about that. Over five games, four for the Browns. They're 14 better than the Browns in the turnover margin. Hence, that's a 5-0 and team, a team that has not lost versus a team that is 2-2 two and two and has lost certainly one game directly as a result of turnovers, that being, of course, the game against the Steelers. All right, when you look at things here for this team, they've what they do? They went out and added this offseason. They got Javon Hargrave. They added Isaiah Oliver as well, in a nickel corner for them, and Cleland Farrell to boost their pass rush. They also traded for Randy Gregory. Now, I could be mistaken about it, but I thought Tashawn was with them in 22. I'm going to go look, I'm gonna look that up in the meantime. Here, you want me to do that for you? Yeah, let me. I, can, I got it right here. So, anyway, they added up front. Adding Hargrave, that's the big ad, right? That is a monster ad for them because he's coming off an 11-sack season. His 24 pressures right now are second in the NFL amongst the defensive team. Yeah, he played for the Niners in 17 games, 2022. Quality control. You're right. We all need it. We all need it. We need to be at our best, Gibbe. 49ers are coming. They got their quality under control. They're 5-0. and We just said it. Plus 7 in the turnover differential. On offense, they've got some of the best skill talent around. Brandon Ayuk, who had 1,000 yards last year. Debo Samuel, who's been a first-team All-Pro a couple years ago, had his stats. Listen this year in 20, that he had in 21. 1,405 yards receiving, 365 yards rushing, six touchdowns receiving, eight touchdowns rushing. In fact, he has 13 receiving touchdowns and 15 rushing touchdowns for his career, which is wild. Talking, of course, about Debo Samuel. How about this? Kittle, four-time Pro Bowler in his own right. Right now, he had three touchdowns last week, which was a career high. He's got three receiving touchdowns to lead the team at this juncture. 
in 10 games with Brock Purdy, George Kittle has 10 touchdowns. I'm going to say that again. In 10 games with Brock Purdy, George Kittle has 10 touchdowns. Purdy's thrown 22 touchdowns. 10 have been to Kittle. Second, Ayuk's got four. CMC's got four. Ayuk's only played in three games, and he's still their leading receiver so far this year with 378 yards. You do the math on that. That means he's basically averaging 95 yards a game. He's got two touchdowns. Five catches, 95 yards, because he's averaging 18 yards a catch. So those, that's what they do. It's going to be a lot of Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, by the way, has a touchdown in 14 straight games. 15 would tie an NFL record. All the other people in the top five longest touchdown streaks, all Hall of Famers. He recently broke Jerry Rice's record with the Browns of 12 games straight with a touchdown. Here's what Christian McCaffrey's doing. You tell me if this is good, Gibbe. He leads the NFL in touches, scrimmage yards, scrimmage touchdowns, rush attempts, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. And in 16 games with the 49ers, he's only started 15 of those. They're 15-0 and when he has started, by the way. 1,256 yards rushing, 5 yards a carry, and 13 touchdowns. 72 catches, 632 yards receiving, and 5 touchdowns. That is, folks, 1,888 total yards and 18 touchdowns in his last 15 games with the, with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I feel like that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, and then there's Brock Purdy, their quarterback. How could we forget? 10-0 and as a starter. Leads the NFL with 123.1 rating. By the way, the NFL record, if you were curious, 122.5 in a season that was Aaron Rodgers back in 2011. Leads the NFL with a 9-0 touchdown-to-interception ratio. He is second in the NFL with a 72% completion. Second in the NFL, averaging 9.3 yards per attempt. And he is second in the NFL with just one giveaway as a quarterback all season. He lost a fumble against the Rams. Other than that, totally clean slate. He is also best in the NFL on tight window throws, quarterback rating of 115.4. That's when there's less than one yard of separation. On throws of more than 10 yards in the air, he is number one in the NFL in completion percentage, number one in the NFL in touchdowns, and number one in the NFL in quarterback rating, 158.3, which is perfect. Can't get any better than that. On more than 20 yards in the air, you ask. Oh, sure, I've got that. 58%, 18 yards in attempt, three touchdowns, and a rating of 142.4. So he can push the ball down the field. He can do anything. He's even got 102 rating when under pressure this year. 128 when he's not. They're good. They are very good. But are they infallible? No. No. They're not infallible. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? No. They do have now. That was just talking offense right there. Other names to know, and I like this. I like this. Uh, the Purdy effect. Good. I like that header. Good job, Uno. Team has won 15 straight regular season games. About lost one's pretty start and finish since he's named the starter. And that was those are 10 of those 15. They won five prior to that, too. They're just really good. Uh, other names know Nick Bosa, which was the defensive player of the year last year. Three-time Pro Bowler, 44-and-a-half career sacks. They do have probably the best uh, left tackle in the game, Trent Williams. Ten-time Pro Bowler, ties the Hoff. Two-time All-Pro, first team. Hoff was six, no big deal. Fred Warner, two-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. They've got a safety. Talanoa Hufanga. Talano Hufunga, who last year was a pro bowler and first-team All-Pro. Dre Greenlaw's a stud. They've got guys, like, this is crazy to me. If you look at some of their drafts, you go back and, well, how do you get a team that's this good? And, and certainly you have to pay some of these guys at some point, but how do you get a team that's this good? Well, part of it is you draft really well. I've got it written down somewhere here. Oh, here it is. All fifth-round picks. Their fifth-round pick in 2017 was Kittle, four-time pro bowler. Dre Greenlaw was a fifth-round pick in 19. Hufanga, Hufanga was a uh, fifth-round pick in 21. 
They have five Pro Bowls across them, and, and obviously Greenlaw is very, very good, and a lot of people say the tone setter on that defense. Good football team. Bottom line, they're healthy. The only person that's really banged up for them uh, is Elijah Mitchell, their backup running back, but they've got Tyreon Davis-Price and really Jordan Mason, who last week 10 carries, 69 yards, career high, and a touchdown coming on for McCaffrey once that game was out of hand. The other injury to watch is their left guard, Aaron Banks, went down. He was replaced by John Feliciano, who, quite frankly, has outplayed him. So if you're losing Aaron Banks, you bring in a guy who's got uh, 54 career starts, started 15 games a year ago for the Giants, so not really a big downgrade there. So good football team. Oh, and they also have Kyle Juszczyk, seven-time Pro Bowler, first team All-Pro last year. Came to sixth. He was one of their big free agent signings. People were like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. They signed him in 2017. Well, he's been a Pro Bowler every single year that he's been with Kyle starting in 2017. Uh, last week caught his first touchdown of the season. Use check. They will use him a lot. No pun intended. He can play fullback. He can play tight end. He's a lead blocker. He catches it out of the backfield. He's got 15 career receiving touchdowns. He just is one of those guys that makes their team better, makes them multiple, and is very difficult to deal with. Again, very good football team. Did you mention that Werner was the defensive player of the week in the National Football League? No. I'll add that to my notes. Great. I had one that you didn't. Great. And you know why? Do you know why he was the defensive player of the week? Because last week he had eight tackles, an interception, a sack, a forced fumble, a tackle for loss. He's the first linebacker of the Niners to have an interception, a sack, and a forced fumble all in the same game since the great Navarro Bowman. Yeah, that was announced earlier today. Defensive Player of the Week in the National Football League. Well, let me go write that right here. Warner. There you go. Warner. Copious notes. He was at, at the NFC? NFC, right? Yes. NFC. And, and why can they have all these toys? Uh, Bo said it yesterday. It's because you're, playing your quarter, you're paying your quarterback $8 this year to play. Yep. Basically is what it amounts to. Well, the, yes, and they drafted well. I mean, go you look at this. If you go and you look at, at their, for example, the guys that are their principal players, right? Bosa, they drafted. Eric Armstead, they drafted. Now, they signed J, Javon Hargrave, the grave digger. They bring him in. That was a big free agent deal. Yeah, it was. Then you go to the next level. Greenlaw drafted. Fred Warner drafted. Oren Burks, their other guy, linebacker. They're kind of their third linebacker drafted by uh, Green Bay. But the two, Greenlaw and Warner both drafted by the, the 49ers. Hufunga drafted by the 49ers. They're just do a, they do a good job uh, of getting these guys. And then one of their starting corners, Diamador Lenore. Boy, they've got some good names, too. Fifth-round pick in 21 <laughs> for them. Um, so, yeah, they've done a good job drafting. And then, you know, if you think about it, on the offensive side of the ball, they drafted Debo. They drafted Kittle. They drafted Ayuk. You know, they trade for Christian McCaffrey, but they drafted Brock Purdy. I mean... When you're drafting and hitting on that many guys, and of the guys that we mentioned, yeah, Ayuk was a first-rounder, Debo's a second-rounder, but Purdy's a seventh, Kittle's a fifth. You know, Fred Warner was a third out of BYU. Dre Greenlaw was a fifth. Hufanga was a fifth. De- Lenore, who's their starting corner, fifth. Bosa first, obviously. Armstead first, obviously. All right, so you're looking at your little copious notes over there. Yeah, they're good. Where do you attack them? Isaiah Oliver is the one to attack in the slot. So far, he's given up 80% completions, 87.3 rating. Um, you know, you got to watch out for Tashawn Gibson on the back end. But no, you got to attack Isaiah Oliver and you got to attack Lenore. I mean, you got to go after their corners. That's 
Chavarius Ward's playing very good. 61% uh, completions allowed, only 66 rating allowed. He's got a pick already this year. He's played, he's played well. They're trying to phase out Ambry Thomas because he's been, he's been their worst. He's given up 80% completions and a 98 rating. But really, it's Isaiah Oliver, Thomas. Oliver's a big guy. Like, Elijah Moore should be able to run away from him. That should be a matchup in the slot. If we get Elijah Moore back to playing more of a traditional wide receiver in this game, that's a matchup that he should do, he should do well with. Uh, you got to protect. The fact they've added Randy Gregory, I think, is, is that's tough. Um, Hargrave, like I said, has got 24 pressures, which are second most among defense tackles. He's got three sacks. Both only has a sack half so far this season, but you know he's going to be around the court. He's got 27 pressures already this year. Armstead's got a half a sack. Drake Jackson's got three sacks, although they all came against Pittsburgh in week one. Um, they, you, what you got to do is try to you got to try to get out to a lead very quickly and try your best to make them one-dimensional as a throwing football team, a drop-back team, because they number one, they run it a lot. They're under center a lot. Uh, they're in term, they're top ten in terms of under center percentage. They're thirtieth in shotgun percentage. So this is going to be a lot of under center or pistol action. That's what they're going to do. They run play action about twenty three percent of the time, and on play action, the guy's completing eighty percent of his passes, eleven yards in attempt, five touchdowns, and one hundred and fifty one rating. So you've got to try. They get the ball out quick. To attack defensively, I think it's Oliver. That's the one weak link. I mean, the linebackers are both very good. They're both very good in coverage. Um, you know, Greenlaw's got three interceptions for his career. Fred Warner's got five picks. Last week, he got Oren Burks. Their other uh, linebacker got his first pick of the season. He got two picks on the linebackers. It's really Oliver's the guy that you can get after. You know, I would challenge Tashawn Gibson, but you got to be very careful. He's got 33 interceptions for his career, which is third most among active players. They're good. They're good. And maybe you can run at him and try to slow down the pass rush because Bosa, well, for as good as he is, he's 265. Cleon Furl is 265. Randy Gregory's 240. So maybe you're going to have to try to run on the edges, like get behind Dewan Jones and just try to like lean on these guys and, and run it. little promo tomorrow night. There he is. <clears throat> Kevin Stefanski show. It's on a remote at Panini's in Brunswick. Dewan Jones will join us. That's Big B Broadcasting. There you go. Big B Broadcasting, yeah. Try, buddy. Yeah, they're good. Look. This is going to be a tough one. I, I have to imagine the line opened at three. Was it six this morning? Six. Okay. So it is it is continuing. I gave you a bonus there for a move our little oh, segment later on. Six and a half. <laughs> We're up to six and a half. And 86% of the public bet is on the 49ers. Over under of 37. They've scored 30 in eight straight games, I will remind you. And the over-under started at 42 and is down to 37. So Vegas right now does not think Deshaun Watson is playing. Huh. I'm saying Vegas right now does not think Deshaun Watson is playing. Yeah, and it's only Wednesday. So I'll take a deep breath. See this is fun. Tomorrow. This is fun. This is like that, that book, Wacky Wednesday. Wasn't that also a movie? No, I don't think so. I believe it was. No, you're thinking of, I don't think it was, Wacky Wednesdays, like, isn't it like Dr. Seuss? It all started with a shoe on the wall, shoe that don't even belong there at all. You're yeah. talking about. Wacky Wednesday was a book by Dr. Seuss. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What's the movie? You're talking about, a, isn't that a Lohan movie? Yeah. Yeah. What I was that? I don't know. Freaky Friday? Oh, that's it. Yes, Freaky Friday. Yeah. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, there we go. Wacky Wednesday, though, Gibbe right now is being the uh, the optimist. 
Just trying to the, the glasses half full, Gibbe. I love it. Hey, man. Like, it's not our first rodeo. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed. All right. When we come back on this program, what do you have to look forward to in our number two? I think we'll two? hear from Anthony Walker a little bit in the next segment. All right, we're going to hear from Anthony we'll Walker Jr. We'll go around the league as well. We still have Dalvin Tomlinson coming up later on. Uh, we'll do a little guess the spread. That'll be fun, some fun and See, frivolity. We got through the tough part. Oh, baby. Yes. And we just gave, yes. I just gave you one with the, with, the whole, with the whole Browns 49ers. With what? Number. I mean that that's about you're already one and zero. We're already one and zero. On guess the spread. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Gibby. I mean it's a win. There we Thank go. you, Gibby. I appreciate it. You're a good man and thorough. All right, we'll be back. Hour number two, Cleveland Browns daily coming your way. CBD brought to you by Ballybetta Sports Betting Partner of your Cleveland Browns. Now live in Ohio. You're listening to 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hour number two of Cleveland Browns Daily. Browns on the practice field as we speak. And Cleveland Browns Daily, as always, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns. Oh, Gibbe, come yonder bearing gifts. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Or maybe we should send Uno in here for his transgressions today. Oh, there he is. Dog Pound. Milkbone has created the ultimate collector's item for you, and it's guaranteed your dog will love it too. Stop by the team shop. Look at that. Look at you got both bags. Look at what, what, a, what an artist you are. One of each side for everybody to see. Stop by the team shop at Cleveland Brown Stadium this Saturday, beginning at 10 a.m. to grab your limited edition Browns-branded Milk Bone Box. Browns legend Josh Krebs will be signing autographs at from 1 to 2 p.m., and SJ and his puppies will be there from 2 to 3. For more information, check out the Cleveland Browns Facebook events page. Inventory is limited. Make sure you make plans now to secure this exclusive box of treats for your pups Saturday from the official pet treat partner, of the Cleveland Browns. All right, we're going to go to the podium right now. A voice of reason emerging. His name is Browns defensive captain, Anthony Walker. All the things on the Niners offense, what jumps out of you? Just complete team ball. You know, a lot of guys touch the rock. Um, you know, a lot of guys just selfless. You know, um, they do a lot, all the dirty work. All the receivers block, running backs block. You know, everybody catch the ball, everybody run the ball. So just even spread, even kill. When you see what they did to Dallas, Dallas had. They give up ten points a game, and then they give up forty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just walk us through your head when you see that. We got to be, ex- we got to be fundamentally sound, and we got to execute um, our stuff. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're attacking us. You know, so we got to attack them, and we got to be signing what we do. Your impressions of Purdy, Ben? He doesn't look like yeah. a, a young quarterback necessarily. Yeah, no, just clean, clean in the pocket. Um, you know, quick on his reads, um, getting the ball out of his hands, getting the ball to your playmakers. Um, that's all you want to do as a quarterback. Um, I don't care if you're young, old. The, you know, the key to the game is getting the ball in the hand, hands of your playmakers and, you know, allow them to, you know, make you look good. When they have, di- when they have different options, like obviously Catherine and Kittle, mm-hmm. how do you guys, how do you mentally approach? Yeah, fundamentally sound. Um, tackle, uh, be in your spot, um, you know, everybody running to the ball. Um, and we got to, we, like I said, we just got to be fundamentally sound on every, at everything that we do. Along those lines, you know, they line up Debo everywhere. They mm-hmm. line up McCaffrey everywhere. When 
when they have versatility like that, what does that do to you guys as a defense? How does that stress you? Heightens our fundamentals. <laughs> uh, we got to, like I said, we got to be fundamentally sound in everything that we do. Um, again, guys line up everywhere. Um, we can't let that distract us. Um, they, they motion a lot, you know, all that stuff. We can't let that distract us. We got to be on our P's and Q's, um, and we'll be fine. Hey, Walk, you guys have to live by next man up. Mm -hmm. When there's uncertainty about the starting quarterback, how do you make sure that that doesn't bleed down and become deflating to the whole team? Yeah, um, I, I don't, you know, that's not my job to worry about, you know, uh, who's playing. Um, obviously, that's, you know, Kevin, that's, uh, you know, AB, those guys handle injuries. We got to be ready to go um, defensively, um, no matter who's at quarterback. Um, and yeah, we'll be fine. We can't worry about that. Um, we know that whoever's out there, we believe in them. We, you know, they got our support, but you know, we got we to worry about what we have to do on defense first. What makes McCaffrey special? Yeah, just the versatility. Um, you know, being able to catch the ball like a receiver, run the ball like a running back. Um, you know, he can even throw it, you know, like Booby Miles. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just, uh, he's all around, man. He does everything very, very well. Um, ton of respect for him. Um, obviously, played against him at Stanford, you know, really good back. So, um, yeah, we got our hands full. So, what do you think about that quarterback? Just get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> the quarterbacks come out of nowhere for them. Yeah. What do you see? Say it again. What do you see when you see, uh, look at pro, uh, Purdy. Purdy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like I said, as a quarterback, you know, I don't care. The, the great ones know that I get the ball out of my hand, I get it to my playmakers. Um, they're going to make me look good, and he, he's done that. You know, he's done a great job. He, I mean, obviously, great ball placement, um, you know, great reads, quick reads. Um, you know, he, he's never rushed. You know, he has great poise, obviously, to be, you know, a year two quarterback. But, you know, like I said, just getting the ball to his playmakers, and he's able to do that very efficiently. I'm biased. I think the Browns is the best offense I've seen. So, um, but no, they're they're great, man. They're, they they do a lot of a lot of things that you know really try to you know change the picture for the defense. Um, like I said, it just it makes your fundamentals have to go up, especially as linebackers. Um, it's a huge task on us this week to just control that middle of the field. Um, you know, keep everybody calm when they're doing all the shifts and motions. And uh, like I said, it's a huge job for us, and I think we're up for the challenge. It seems like Shannon likes to attack the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know. Yeah, you move, you move guys. You know, you move, you do a lot of motions and stuff, and you get guys to jump out of place. Like I said, it just goes back to our fundamentals, our technique, our us being in the right spot. You know, don't let the, you know, the, all the get you out of your, you know, out of your, out of your zone, out of your spot, whatever we're doing. So, um, you know, we just got to be clean. When you look over at Fred Warner and mm -hmm. Trey Greenlaw, Fred Warner's put together an incredible year. Yeah, no, uh, much respect for that whole linebacker crew. Um, obviously, Fred, being a Mike, I play Mike, um, you know, obviously just he does everything well. You know, he's able to be efficient in coverage. Um, they put a lot on him, you know, to cover, the, make sure the middle of the field is taken care of, and he does that job, you know, probably one of the best in the NFL, if not the best. Um, you know, Dre Greenlaw obviously being able to run a hit, um, control his area as well. Um, they have a great, they have a great core. You know, um, we understand that, we respect it. But at the end of the day, end of the day we play against their offense, not their defense. So um, that's what we got to stay focused on. You talked about Shanahan a little bit using the mm -hmm. middle of the field, but does he really stand out as a play caller when you watch that film? It looks like he's able to get guys running open like last year. Yeah, um, 
And that's just a testament to him, a testament to the scheme, and a testament to those guys being able to be, like you said, versatile, um, you know, line up anywhere and make plays. You know, you got Juice lining up at slot, running a slant, catching it. Um, you got Debo lining up in the backfield, running sweep like a running back. You know, like I said, just a lot of interchangeable guys, um, and they, they execute really well. You talk about that motion that I can't mm -hmm. stay in your fundamentals. I'm sure a lot of other teams have said that mm -hmm. too. So why are they able to kind of still use that and, and kind of get teams to get out of their get out of their but get away from the score? They execute really well. Um, you know, they it's it's just the way they do it, I guess you would say. Um, you know, I'm not going to speak on any other defense. Um, I just say that for us, we got to be fundamentally sound, and I think we'll be ready. I think we'll be fundamentally sound this week. Uh, win, <laughs> whatever it takes to win. I know you answered this already, but um, that Baltimore game, you guys probably weren't happy with your tackle. Did they? Was it something that Baltimore? might have seen from those first three games or was it just not you guys' best day? Yeah, us not, us not executing. Um, they played well. They made plays. Obviously, it's the NFL. We understand that that's going to happen. But uh, we didn't play the, the game that we normally play, and uh, we got to be better. So it wasn't something that they saw that uh, the 49ers could play? Uh, uh, I don't, I, I'm not in their meeting room, but I know that we didn't play well. So uh, that's all I can speak on. Um, and we got to play better, and especially this week. Seems like he runs through defenders on weekly basis. Yeah, um, I think he squats a lot. <laughs> I think he works out well in the offseason. Uh, we saw, we all see the videos. Um, he's an explosive athlete, you know. Um, you know, we just want to take all 11 of us to get him down. We understand that. We got to have all 11 guys running to the ball. All right, that's Browns linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. Yes, it is a tall task against the San Francisco 49ers. We've talked about it. And for this defense, they run so much motion. In fact, according to Next Gen Stats, they have shifts or motions on 83% of their offensive plays. That's most in the NFL. In fact, the NFL average is just 51.7%. So they're going to run a ton of motions and shifts. That's what he's talking about. The eye candy. you got to be disciplined when you're dealing with this football team. And then you go ahead and you look at some of the numbers here. We talked about where they are. They are second in points per game, third in total offense, third in rushing offense, eighth in passing offense, third in time of possession. They are... They're an excellent football team. They're an excellent football team. That is why they are undefeated and they've outscored their opponents by 99 points. That is just a wild, wild thing to me. 99 points. All right, let's go around the National Football League. And if there's anything new to add to this, Gibbe, you can jump in. The Colts have placed Anthony Richardson on IR. He will miss at least the next four games. The Browns play the Colts next week and Gardner Minshew will be their starter. They also added former Browns quarterback Kellen Mond to their practice squad. The Vikings worked out a host of players, including quarterback Colt McCoy. And that has raised a few eyebrows, as some think, with Jefferson going on IR, that perhaps the Minnesota Vikings are going to go full tank mode, Cousins gets traded, and maybe they think Colt McCoy is the perfect type, type of guy to help them get that top I pick. have a little clarity on that Okay, uh, from Adam Schefter. Uh, Vikings QB Nick Mullins was also placed on IR. Mm. Due to a back injury that sidelined him in week five, uh, the Vikings are signing quarterback Sean Mannion to their practice squad. There you go, Sean Mannion. Yep. So there's that. There's that. So that's going to be. Um, 
People are. I see some people on Twitter stressing that that some team is you know the Niners are going to sign PJ Walker off of our practice squad. Now the Browns can just move him up to the fifty three whenever they want. He would have to agree to that to leave the practice squad, which I don't think that he would be doing anyway. But you, the Niners cannot sign him. You have to make a sign three days, six days before a game against the team, ten days if there's a bye week. So that is not a real thing. Nobody needs to be worried about that. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, not nothing to worry about there. Another team could try to sign him. Why they would, I don't know. But if they wanted to, they could try. He could refuse, and then he could be – starting for the Browns this Sunday, if that's what it what it is. All right. Uh, the Bill Belichick says that Mac Jones will still be the starter for Week 6 despite the struggles he has had. He said, yeah, we're not making any changes. Didn't uh, we run in that back already? Sunday, we're going to make changes. Rolling back. We're no re- changes. Yep, now we're not making changes. Sean Payton told reporters that we are not looking to do business with any of our players, although they did trade, as you point out, Randy Gregory last week, and he was traded – to the San Francisco 49ers. The Bills, who have had a solid start to their season, 3-2, and two, obviously shouldn't have lost the opener to the Jets, uh, lost to the Jags in London last week, but it was a loss that, that cost them more. Linebacker Matt Milano, who's a stud, pro bowl, all pro type, and defensive tackle Daquan Jones, both on IR, both likely out for the season. So big losses there for the Buffalo Bills. All right, Browns fans, visit your local Tide Cleaners during the month of October for a chance to win tickets to an upcoming Browns home game. You'll be automatically entered to win with any purchase. It's just that easy. When we come back on Cleveland Browns Daily, time for a little Guess the Spreads here in Week 6. Coming off of my first loss over the bye week, can I get it back going here in Week number 6? Listen to CBD on 850 ESPN Cleveland. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns, avocados from Peru and Meyer want you to enter the ultimate football sweepstakes for your chance to win a 2023 Ford Lightning electric pickup truck. By the way, I saw that. It was here yesterday. Did you, did you see? It's parked in our parking lot. It's been a day. We're miles to go before we sleep. I still have a preview show tonight. Amari Cooper will join us. There you go. And Dewan Jones joining us on location, right? Panini's Tomorrow. in Brunswick. Panini's in Brunswick. Coach's show. Tomorrow. All right. By the way, you can win that 2023 Ford Lightning Electric Pickup Truck, a VIP tour of Cross Country Mortgage Campus, or $1,000 in a Meyer gift card. Visit your local like Meyer or clevelandbrowns.com slash Avocados. All right. It is time now for a little guess the spreads in the National Football League. I currently sit at 4-1. and one. I only get it if I'm within one half of a point 
How many teams we got on buys this week, Gibbe? Only two teams so on buys. So I need so the magic number is eight. Is eight. Magic number is eight. The pukers and the Packers are on the buy. Why can't more teams be on the buy? Or maybe just start the bye week this week or next week instead of starting it after four games. I don't know. Stupid league. Come on. 13 straight weeks. The way how this one's going. Right, exactly. Come on. Come Come on. on. All right, let's do it, Gibbe. Let's do it. You feeling lucky? I feel pretty good. All right. right. Looking at the games, I just feel like a lot of these are going to be more around normal numbers. If they uh, are, I think I'll do okay. Well, we'll start it off with Thursday night football. The Denver Broncos visiting Kansas City and the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey practiced yesterday. Chiefs, Chiefs minus 13 and a half. Sorry for your loss. Chiefs minus 10 and a half. Loss. <laughs> there you go. That's the give I know. There we go. Oh, wait. I got to give you the Browns and Niners. So you're one and one so far. Uh, Baltimore visiting Nashtucky. And the Tennessee Titans. They're actually in London, right? It could be in London as well. I believe that it is. But I believe the Titans are the home team. They are. Neutral field. Ravens. Minus three and a half. Ravens minus four. There's a win for you. There we go. There we go. That's a win, dog. That's one. That's great. All right. Can you get me to 3 o'clock? Yeah, come on. Baby step. Ah, to the NFC we go. This is a 1 o'clock game back here in the United States. Okay. The Commies visiting the Atlanta Falcons. 2-3 and three versus 3-2. Three and two. Commies not playing well. Falcons playing just well enough. Atlanta minus 2.5. Nailed it. Right on it. Right, right on, on it. it. Three and one. Here we go. Three and one. Here we go. Magic number is five. Uh, CBS sending the Iron Eagle Charles Davis crew to Cincinnati. Mm. Bengals, Seahawks. Bengals, Seahawks. Bengals got on track last week. Where is this game? Cincinnati. Bengals. Northern Kentucky, if you'd like to go that way. Bengals. This one feels like it's not. This feels like it's in the zone. Bengals minus five. Bengals minus two and a half. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. All right. Nope. Three and two. Dang it. Great. Dang it. Uh, the Colts and Gardner Minshew traveling to Florida, the armpit of America, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags back in the United States after being gone for two weeks. Jags. They don't play well in America, but they sure as hell play well in London. They do. Jags minus four. Right on it. All right. Four and two. All right. All right. Um, Boy, Miami's got a nice little schedule right now. Yeah. The Dolphins playing host to the Carolina Panthers. Dolphins 14 and a half. <laughs> Dolphins 13 and a half. What? I just, just said 14. <laughs> oh, I thought it could have been. I thought it could be fifteen. Okay. Oh, that's a bad one right there. That's a bad one. I had that. <laughs> I was a, right on. That. I actually thought you had it, but then you put the half at the end, and I was oh. like, "Wait a minute, nope." Man, thirteen and a half. Dolphins, man. Yeah, we play the Giants. 
play Carolina. Just playing all the winners right now. Man, okay. Um, all right, to the NFC Norris division. You are four and three. Yep. Bears playing host to the Vikings. One and four v one and four. No Justin Jefferson. Ugh. I'm not even going to call this one the inmate game of the week, yo, because I feel like this actually could be okay from a game. Vikings minus three. Okay. Vikings minus two and a half. Got it. Got it. Well, that was a tough one. I thought about making the, the other team the favorite. I, I'm kind of surprised they're not, given how well the Bears played on the road. Yeah. But what do I know? All right. Um, how about this? Can I interest you in New Orleans visiting the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud? Stroud going up against his former bandmate, Chris Olave. New Orleans minus two and a half. New Orleans minus one and a half. If it was a one point like the old days, I'd, I'd be... These would all be wins. Yeah, but like I feel like you'd be undefeated. That'd be too easy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Like you've, right. you've proven the point here. All right. Six Gosh. games left. I need to, I need I need three of them. I need to go you three need three. and three. You gotta okay. go five hundred. I can do that. Come on. Okay. You got this. Okay. I, I'm I'm pulling you through here today. Okay. Thank you. Uh the afternoon games. Barf. This one. Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Really loving their network right now. Patriots. Visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders minus three. Right on it. Right. Yeah, that gross. It is gross. Belichick versus McDaniels. Great storylines. No. Crappy game. Bad. Bad ball. Awful. Uh, to the NFC, we go. The Detroit Lions visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I actually like this one. Four and one versus three and one. Lions minus three and a half. Lions minus three. Okay. Seven and four. Okay. All right. Now, see, now you're back. Now I'm feeling good. Now you're making now your I'm run feeling here. feeling frisky. Cardinals, one and four on the year, visiting the Los Angeles Rams. Speaking of frisky teams. Cards at Rams. Cards at Rams. Rams minus seven. Right on it. And we've done it. You've done it. Welcome back, Riders. Right. How was your ride? Eight and four. All right. Five and one on the year, baby. All right. You got three left. Yep. So let's yeah, keep, I'd like, let's to, get, I'd like to get the double here. digits. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's, let's go. You can do that. Two yep. out of three here. Yep. Eagles, five and oh, visiting the New York football Jets. Frisky defense. Eagles on the road. Eagles on the road Eagles, visiting New York. Eagles minus Seven and a half. Will they take the train is the question. Seven and a half. Eagles minus seven. Okay. See, this? they're just more normal numbers this week. Clearly. But I nailed one of the – I've nailed a couple of the Vegas zones, which is good. That's the key. The Sunday night football game. Ugh. Can we please get the New York football Giants off of primetime? Who do they play this week? The is Giants. Head to the land of beer and wings, Buffalo. Bills, G-Men, Sunday night foosball. Bills. Four 
14. Right on it. Oh, I almost went 14. I know. I was I was looking yeah, and I'm like, right. where's he where's he going? What made him what made you stop there? 10 and 14. I didn't know 14 or 15. And then I was thinking about going 14 and a half, and I was like, but if it's 13 and a half, I'll be so mad. So I said just I went with 14. Daniel Jones not practicing today. Yeah. I think Saquon's gonna give it a go. I don't I don't even know what that means with him these yeah. days. Um Monday night football. Okay. You saw them last Sunday night get their high knees kicked in. We'll see if it changes this week. The Dallas Cowboys heading to SoFi to battle the Los Angeles Chargers. Not a bad Monday nighter there for Buck and Aiken. No, that's a good game. Uh, I feel like it's your second team there. Chargers minus two and a half. Dallas minus two and a half. That's out. Ten and five, we'll take it. Ten and five, baby. Ten and five. Welcome back. Solid, solid. Feel good. Feel good about it. Uh, The Dolphins one you had, if you don't change it last minute in your head. I know. What other ones did you get right? I had a couple that were just, they were all just right there. There was right on the, it was within a half point on most of them. Oh, you had, um, was it Seahawks Bengals you got wrong? Yeah, you had Bengals minus five. Yeah. And the Seahawks. Yep. Yep. And the, it's only minus two and a half. Yep. Interesting on that one. Yep. All right. Um, but no, not too bad. Not too bad. Don't sell yourself short. Tremendous. No, tremendous. Sludge. Indeed. Feel very good. Happy to be back. Yeah. All right. Well, so you're five and one? Five and one on the All season. Right. All right. Feeling good. Nothing to see here. Feeling, feeling, feeling good. All right. When we come back, we're going to hear from Brown's defensive tackle, Dalvin Tomlinson. By the way, OBM is the preferred copier provider and do- preferred. Sorry, let me start again. OBM, the preferred provider of copiers and document services for the Cleveland Browns. I didn't screw that one up. No, that was a, I was just so used to the old one, preferred copier provider of the Cleveland Browns. But now they're the preferred provider of copiers and document services for the Cleveland Browns. They can tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com today. When we come back, Dalvin Tomlinson, exclusive CBD, one-on-one, next. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. If your game plan for this season includes buying or selling a home, Howard Hanna has the answer, delivering a winning strategy for breaking down the game of real estate. As the market leaders in Northeast Ohio, more buyers and sellers trust Howard Hanna to be their winning home team. Visit howardhanna.com slash gobrowns today. All right, earlier today, I caught up with Browns defensive tackle Dalvin Tomlinson in the locker room. Here's our exclusive one-on-one. Dalvin, tough test coming up, right? But let's talk about the bye week. What did you do to get away and kind of get yourself recharged to get back to work? Uh, when I hung out with some friends and I'm a fiance, we did a little traveling and stuff. And, you know, relaxed a little bit, got off my feet and, uh, you know, ready to get back to work now. Where did you travel to? Uh, New York. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right. This is a tough test. This is a very good offense. They put up 30 points in eight straight games. When you put the tape on, what makes – they don't seem to do anything special necessarily, but they're special at doing it. Yeah, it's just uh, they're a balanced team, you know, almost 50-50 with the run and pass, and they do a good job in disguising the certain runs and stuff they want to do. But, uh, you know, it's just when you play good, balanced football and everybody's doing their job, hey, that's, a, that's a good offense. Yeah, and they've been very good. They go, they're not in shotgun. In fact, one of the lowest shotgun rates in the league. They're under center a lot, in the pistol a lot. 
What does that do for as a defensive tackle? How does that affect your kind of game plan when they're more under center than perhaps other teams? Oh yeah, when you know when they're on the center uh, as a defensive tackle spot, you know you have to expect more like down blocks and combo blocks and things of that nature. So it's going to be a little bit more physical on the inside, uh, playing the blocking scheme and gap scheme wise. But uh, you know, as a defensive tackle, you always love that challenge. You love to hear that. And you guys have done a good job. You know, the Ravens had a couple of drives where they were able to run it, but you have to worry about the quarterback running it. When the Titans were here with Derrick Henry, you didn't have to worry about Tannehill running it. You guys shut him down. Brock Purdy doesn't run it very much, but he's been very effective in the pocket. How does that affect kind of the run game when you don't have a quarterback that is really a threat to run it? Oh, you know, that always uh, simplifies the game plan a lot more when you only have to worry about actually the running back or wide receivers running the ball. And uh, when the quarterback isn't running, you, don't, you know, you could game plan a little bit better just because that's a whole – dynamic you don't have to worry about that week what makes Christian McCaffrey so special when you watch him on tape uh yeah uh, you know Christian McCaffrey always uh he's an all-around player he could do it all and um you know he's explosive at any moment so you know you got to keep hitting him and slowing him down and don't let him get in the zone yeah, he's been pretty good so the Niners going through watching them and you probably saw this they're in motion basically every play they have somebody going to motion whether it's a jet motion an orbit motion they're all constantly shifting and motioning about 80 percent of their plays most in the league what does that do how does that affect what you do is that a lot of it is it eye candy they're trying to get your eyes in the wrong spot how do you deal with that yeah most of the motions is eye candy is a defensive tackle anyway you know your hands in the dirt so you don't see most of it and um yeah you just uh make sure you have to do your job and uh, play our plays and don't play theirs what's brock purdy been doing so well uh, he's been an accurate passer. Uh, he's been getting the ball out pretty quick, and um, he's been throwing some good passes in the middle of the like in the middle of the field and everything. And uh, yeah, he just he's been consistent so far this year. Yeah, he's been pretty good. Again, a good test, good defense, number one uh, scoring defense, number one scoring offense. So that should be our number two scoring offense. When you kind of get, do you get hyped for a matchup like that? When it's like, all right, people are talking about how good we've been on defense. People are talking about how good they are on offense let's get the ball out there and see what happens. Yeah, always. You, I always get super hyped up for this one. It made me feel like I'm back in Tuscaloosa. So I'm uh, super excited for the challenge. And um, they got a good offense, but we got a great defense as well. As a veteran, you know that the season is very long. There are ups and downs. And I think you're feeling in Cleveland that perhaps the roller coaster ride is even greater outside of the building, certainly. And, oh, we win, we're going to the Super Bowl. We lose, oh, man, things are not good. We win, we're back going to the Super Bowl. We lose. Not How do you kind of stay calm as a guy who's been around and keep this team kind of grounded and focused on the fact that, look, we still have 13 games to play in this season and no more bye weeks, 13 straight. Yeah, you know, you have to take it week by week and uh, one game at a time. And uh, you're trying to go one and zero every week, and uh, you can't think about the 13 games because it'd be a, it'd be super overwhelming. But uh, just take one week at a time. Just focus on the game plan and the tasks we got at hand this week. And um, you know, after the game, move on to the next one. Have you noticed guys come back focused, ready to go? Oh, uh, for sure. Everybody's focused. Everybody's hungry to get back out there on the field. I know you're hungry. Thanks for the time. Go get a meal and uh, good luck on Sunday. I right, appreciate it. All right, that's Dalvin Tomlinson, the Browns' big defensive tackle. And you know, when you look at this matchup. One of the things they like to do, they do run that outside zone, but they've run it up the middle very effectively this year, have the 49ers. And so that's where Dalvin Tomlinson, that's where he's going to have to be stout. That's where they broke that big 65-yard run uh, against, in week one, against Pittsburgh Steelers. was right up the middle after Cam Hayward went out. So the Browns are going to have, they've got all their, their hands full. If you look at right now, on the season, running up the middle, they've got between the left guard, 131 yards, 7 yards a carry. Between the left, the center and the left guard, that's between two of the big guys up there on their offensive line, they're averaging 6.3 yards a carry with 158 yards. So 
they are running it up the middle very effectively, and then the next two high places they run, right edge, left edge. You've got to defend the middle of the field. That's why Dalvin Thompson was brought here, not only to defend the middle of the field, you know, but to help be stout at the line, push the pocket. And I think the only chance you get in this game is if your defensive line does it. And they make it very difficult to do that from the edges. Now, you can beat down their right tackle quite a bit. He's, he's had a rough year. Colton McKivitz is his first year as a starter. He's given up four sacks already. Three of those were week one against T.J. Watt. But you're going to have to attack this team through the guards and the center. Spencer Burford on one side, Aaron Banks on the other, and then Jake Brendel, the center, in the middle. That's where you're going to have to attack this team if you want to get the quarterback. It's not happening at Trent Williams. It can happen from the right. So look for the Browns maybe, I think, to move Miles Garrett around quite a bit. And, and I'd almost put somebody out there on Trent Williams. You know, Put Oboe out there and, and let Trent Williams try to bend and dip with, and move with the speed of Oboe on the outside and then load up the right side and get after Spencer Burford and Colton McKivitz with, you know, Miles next to Zadarius. And I think maybe that's one of the things that they will do. But it's only going to work if you get them in obvious passing situations. And the only way you're going to do that is if you're able to stop that run on early downs, especially the runs between the tackles. That's going to be a big matchup here in the trenches. Because that, like, if you look at it, it's wild. As good as the Niners have been this year, listen to these stats. This is, I thought this was wild. There are 155 offensive linemen who have played more than 50% of their snaps this year. The Niners have three of the bottom 21 in pass blocking grade at Pro Football Focus. Spencer Burford, the right guard, he is the second worst, so he's 154th. Brendel, the center, is the 16th worst, so he would be 139th. And then Banks, the left guard, is the 21st worst. And McKibbins isn't much better. He's like the 40th worst, so he's still in the bottom there are 100 guys better than, than them. So that's four out of their five are in the bottom of the league. We have, that's why I said you've got to get a lead, and you've got to try to make them as much as you can one-dimensional. And again, that's hard. We talked about the open of the show. They've only trailed for a minute and 45 seconds all season. In five games, they've trailed for a minute and 45 seconds. That is, in the last decade, that's one of the five fewest amounts of trailing time in the league, in the last four decades, 40 years. The other four teams in that top five all went to the Super Bowl. Three of them won it. So this team is right now through five games historically dominant. But the Browns, I think, do have, at least from a personnel standpoint, the ability, and it starts up front, I think they have the ability to limit what the Niners can do with the strength of our defensive line versus their offensive line. The problem is, they're so good at hitting those chunk plays on you, especially with their quarterback, that you know when we sell out, we're so worried about McCaffrey, you can't forget about Ayuk, you can't forget about Debo Samuel, you can't forget about George Kittle, or they will absolutely burn you with the way that Brock Purdy's distributing the ball. It's the new West Coast offense. They all get it. Everybody touches it. McCaffrey touches it the most. He's a central figure. We talked about it earlier. He leads the league in touches, leads the league in scrimmage yards, leads the league in scrimmage touchdowns. He had a four-touchdown game already this year. Eight total touchdowns on the season. So they're really good. But I think if we are going to win this game or slow this offense down and keep them under points for the first time in eight games, it's going to be because of our defensive line. And that's what overwhelmed them with Philly in the NFC Championship. Now, Purdy got hurt, but it was the dominance of that front, and we know how good the Philly front is, that was able was going to make that a tough game for Purdy no matter what. So it's got to be the dominance of the Browns' defensive front against their offensive line outside of Trent Williams that has got to be the difference in this game. That, I really think that's the only chance you have to slow them down. That's it. That's the list. All right. Onward we go. 
to uh, ESPN.com's top 23 NFL rookies, ranking the 10 best first years so far. Their panel, Matt Bowen, Jeff Legwald, Matt Miller, Brooke Pryor, and our good friend Jordan Reed, our good friend Brooke Pryor on there as well. Very nice. Yes. Uh, Their task was to make a consensus ranking of the top 10 rookies and then three players who just missed their final list. So, number one on the list so far through five games, C.J. Stroud. Agree or disagree? I think he's been he's been tremendous. The long, doesn't he have the longest streak to start his career without an interception? I mean, he's I think he's been spectacular, and that's the most important position. He's been by far the best. You know, Richardson was has been really good too, but now he's hurt. Bryce Young has not been as good. So C.J. Stroud has been the man, and I think yeah, he'd be he would probably be the number one rookie so far. C.J. Stroud was number one. Jalen Carter, defensive tackle for the Eagles, yeah, number two. He's so good. Feel like you could almost go one A, one B on this. Uh, uh, a quarterback's always going to be more important, but yes, I think that that's I twelve think, tackles, three and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. Yeah, very very good. Yeah, not bad. Uh, 12 pressures, his pass rush win rate of 23.5 ranks 13th in the league. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, Number three, uh, Nakua, the wide receiver from the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, he's he's making history. 46 catches, 572, just two touchdowns. And he even had a good game last week, even with Cooper Cup back. Yeah, that's what we were all waiting to see, if Cup was going to... I don't think people remember how good Matt Stafford is. Yes, they absolutely can can get it done. I forgot about Matt Stafford. Yeah. I can tell you that. Matt Stafford can ball. Uh, Number four, uh, A-Chan. Devin A-Chan. Do I have that right? Yep. All right. I got the the last name right. He's averaging over 12 yards a carry. Put on IR today. Put on IR, but averaging over 12, leading the league, averaging yeah. 12 He's yards gonna a carry. He's going to miss four games and then the bye week. How many touchdowns like does he have already? Uh, five rushing TDs, two receiving TDs, seven. And he can't come back because you said, so that would be week six, seven, eight, nine. He can't come back till week 11 because they have a bye. Yeah. Gosh. Fantasy so, I mean, it, the bye works out perfectly for them. Yep. To get him back and get him healthy. Yep. Hopefully uh, he does come back. Number five on their list is Devin Witherspoon, corner, Seattle. We'll see him in a few weeks. He's pretty good. I watched him on Monday night. Yeah, really good. At a pick six, he's yeah. Yeah, he's a good player. They were excited when they drafted him. Now they've got him and Tariq Woolen on the other side. They've got two really good corners. Yeah. 23 tackles, two sacks, an INT, and a defensive touchdown. Drafted number five overall. Number six, safety Brian Branch of the Detroit Lions. He's been good. He had the interception on the opening game against Kansas City. They, they're, a, they're a fun team, man. They are a fun team. This will be a big test for them this week, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay playing well. They are, but Tampa Bay, the one time Tampa played a real team was Philly, and they did not do as well. Well, correct. Yeah. Uh, number seven, corner Christian Gonzalez, New England Patriots. Maybe one of maybe the only bright spot on that yeah, New England not, not Patriots many. roster. That's okay. They're going to run Mac Jones back out there again this week. Nothing great, to fear. Great. Seventeen tackles, one sack, one INT. 
Number eight, tight end Sam Laporta. All right, so just I want to reiterate. So you have mentioned now two Lions. Yeah. Neither of whom were their first-round picks, which were a running back and an off-ball linebacker. Correct. And many people thought that the, in the first round the person they were going to take was who you just mentioned from the Patriots, Christian Gonzalez. Correct. So they could have had three guys on this list. Instead. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Laporta, 25 catches, 289, three touchdowns. Number nine, another team that probably didn't need to take a running back, but they did, Bijan Robinson, Atlanta. 67 carries, 364 on the ground, no rushing touchdowns, but 21 catches and two receiving touchdowns. Yep. He's good, he's good and he, he makes highlight plays. He really is they're, they're very above, good. They're above the uh, action camera that they have. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. They're content people. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah, like the behind the back uh, reception there. Uh, number ten on the list: Will Anderson Jr., defensive end, Houston. And he was the first non-quarterback taken, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I forget that Houston had two picks there. Yeah, he was the first non-quarterback taken. That's what, and they gave up a lot of their stuff. That's why Arizona has is so many picks and they're loaded up. Um, yeah, that's good. I, I would think – and then you have the three just missed. Yeah, so they're just missed were Keanu Benton, defensive okay. tackle, Pukers. Okay. Zay Flowers, Baltimore. Zay Flowers should be on this list. He's very impressive. Yeah. Anthony Richardson, Colts. <laughs> Where's our guy? Where's Dewan Jones? Where's our guest at yeah. uh, Panini's in Brunswick tomorrow night? Yeah. I sure. feel like there's a spot for him here. Well, I think he's playing tag. He hasn't given up a sack yet. I think that he's – I would agree. I think there's definitely a spot for him. I think that if he were redrafting the this draft today, he's a first-round pick. I don't think there's yeah. any doubt about it. He's a first-round pick. So, yeah, he's been he's been great. And you look at, you know, the contributions from rookies for the Browns. He's the one who's given you – he's really the only guy that's given you a contribution. Tillman is, you know, fifth on the depth chart, as expected. DTR got the one start. It was a tough one. Whipler's been inactive every week. Siaki Ika's been inactive. Isaiah McGuire's been inactive. Khalif Halasi's been inactive. Uh, Mahmoud Diabate's played special teams. Cam Mitchell's played special teams. And Hickman played well week one when you needed him. But, yeah, we, the Browns have not really gotten a big contribution from the rookies because it's a good veteran team other than Dewan Jones. And Dewan Jones has been excellent there. He's got to improve his run blocking, but in terms of pass blocking, he's been excellent. Done a really nice job. He's done a very nice job. So he'll Indeed. have his hands full this yes. week. But that's okay. I Let's test him. Well, I mean, typically they rush Bosa against the left tackle. So that's going to be – that's another problem for another day. We don't, I don't need, we don't need to get down into that today. We'll deal with that tomorrow when we do matchups. That's, that's we'll tomorrow. Do. Yep. That's, that's on we'll, tomorrow's program. We will do that tomorrow. All right. Rumkey Waste and Recycling is a great place to start or build a career. Check out the latest opportunities to join the team that's working together and to keep your community clean and green. Learn more at rumkey.com. All right, when we come back, so much more to come. You are listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Join Ken Carmen and Gerard Cherry from 7 to 8 tonight for the Browns preview show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns radio network. Wide receiver Amari Cooper joins the show to preview the 49ers game. How was that, Gibbe, Amari, and Ken? Pretty good. They uh, went a little bit off the rails. They ended up talking boxing for a while, which piqued Amari's interest. Really? The sweet science? Mm-hmm. He was a big fan? He's a chess. I know he's a big chess player as well. He's an elite chess player. I believe we are uh, well versed on his ability to play chess at a high level. So, yeah, that's tonight on the show. Tomorrow on CBD, uh, our defensive coordinator right off the bat. Yes, little Jim Schwartz action. That'll turn your day around. Turn your week around. Little Jim Schwartz, and he's going to be talking. I'm excited to hear him talk about fantasy mailbag. We got a full show tomorrow. I'm excited to see him discuss the challenges that the 49ers present to put it into put it into good words because I find that to be just a fascinating thing why is what they do because at the end of the day is it that complex no but why is it that what they do and how they do it why is it so difficult to stop I mean obviously everybody it's struggling to stop it eight straight games with 30 or more points it is hard to score 30 points in the well and how many times have they scored on their opening possession Seven going back to last year? Yeah, seven straight opening possession touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, on the first. Yep, longest streak in the league. They're just very efficient. That's obviously the script is good. It's a good script. They, they're they executing, and here we go. Trying to get your guy Greg Papa on tomorrow. Yeah. As well. That was, he was, I mean, he's been there for a long, long time. Yes, sir. Long time. I don't know. We'll see. He is, uh, I don't know when the 49ers are traveling. To come out here? Yeah. Probably Saturday. Sometimes teams come Friday. The whole West Coast to East Coast. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I have not seen anything from them yet on that. So, I bet we'll have a little bit today from them. Yeah, we'll get some from them later this afternoon. They're pretty, as far as we know, pretty healthy. I think the one thing you're looking for on their injury report, it's not significant in any way, shape, or form unless something unexpected pops up, is just whether or not their left guard, Aaron Banks, is able to go. Again, the preview show tonight, Ken Carmen Drod Cherry, 7 to 8 on the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Amari Cooper stopping by tomorrow. We are on location, the Paninis in Brunswick for the Kevin Stefanski Show. Dewan Jones will be there with us live tomorrow night. So that will certainly be a lot of fun. All right, the next level is next. Get more on this. Deshaun Watson did not practice today. P.J. Walker will be your starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns if he is unable to go against the undefeated 49ers. For Gibbe and Uno. Uno? Eh. Meh. Yeah. We'll be better tomorrow. Next level is next. Thanks for listening to Cleveland Browns Daily. Brought to you by Ballybet, a sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.